Hey everyone, Allie here. Welcome back to Allie Knows Best. I'm so excited today. I have my first guest and it's she's sitting right across from me. So excited. Her name is Christine Rose and her Instagram handle is Christine Rose Creates. She is a kitchen magician, community cultivator, and Ojai native. And we actually connected at the start of 2020 back in January, and we're recording at the end of December. So welcome, Christine. <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> it's wild to say that out loud, that like it started in January, which feels like eight years ago. And now here we are <laughs> in December. It is pretty strange. I mean, even just thinking that event was literally all about like cultivating wellness and, like, for the yeah <laughs> i mean we we were making like little power balls and having the beautiful feast outside that you <laughs> <laughs> you created too i know and it, yeah it's wild it's so much has happened <laughs> yeah i know so let's get into it i mean what have you been up to this year i haven't really seen you or talked to you since we've been in quarantine so I know. it's it's been a roller coaster of a year, which I think it has been for everyone. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I my formal like adult title would be that I'm a chef, but I prefer kitchen magician. I told Allie beforehand, I was like, I'm a kitchen witch. Like, I don't know what does chef mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I originally at the beginning of January, that was one of my first events that I was throwing here in Ojai since moving back. Um, I was living away for a while. And really, my passion is gathering people, like gathering communities, creating communities. And because I'm also a chef, I step into that role of part of me creating these experiences in the gatherings is the food and I'm cooking all the food. Um, And I was doing that and had January, had February, had an event in March that was beautiful. And then two days later, it was literally like two days after my March event that shit hit the fan. And I was like, oh, what? (laughs) Well, (laughs) and before we get into that, I want to talk about like your experiential events that Mm -hmm. you were creating Mm because it wasn't just food it was the community like you were making sure that the people you were inviting like really would connect Mm -hmm. on a deep level Mm -hmm. and then also just like i'm a libra i love aesthetics yeah that's my middle name so (laughs) (laughs) like you know having the floral arrangements and the beautiful charcuterie boards and Mm -hmm. all of that like it's it's definitely like an immersive experience. Uh, and that makes me feel happy to hear that it comes across that way because that's always my goal. Yes. And it's probably because I'm a Libra rising. So <laughs> just hey, Libras are the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, yeah, the series that I was doing that was the February and March events and that I had all intents of like continuing to do was the Mind, Body, Soul Supper mm-hmm. Club, which it was exactly that. It was the, like the goal was for it to be nourishing on all levels so like spiritually it being a night where you could you know I would have things like guided meditations or maybe there was someone coming and doing Reiki or something like that um, and then the food was meant to be also just like so delicious and nourishing that it was like that was nourishing your physical body and then your mind obviously I feel like the nourishment for that was the community and like the discourse and dialogue that we would have at the events 
Um, so I was very sad when quarantine hit because that, I mean, those, the gatherings that I do are the culmination of like all the things that I love just like rolled into one. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was like, I'm not going to lie. I spent a lot of time like laying in a field crying like that first couple weeks of quarantine. I was like, A, all I know is that the only thing that's going to save me is like being in nature right now and like literally being barefoot and like laying in the actual field. (laughs) Like, (laughs) otherwise I might have a full mental breakdown <laughs> um and it yeah it was devastating because it was like overnight that the you know rug was ripped out from under me in terms of being able to hold space in that way um which was sad but you know we all I pivoted just like everyone else pivots and moved a lot of stuff online which is beautiful because that also in a way expanded community because you can reach more people Um, But there was something still missing for me about, like, the actual in-person. Because, yeah, it is experiential, right? And I like to be able to paint that whole picture. I like to be able to control the music and the candles and the lighting and the food and, like, all of it. Um, And so I started, which now is on pause again, but I, when it was safe to, started to resume gatherings, but um, socially distanced and outdoors Mm -hmm. and all that jazz. But really, yeah, like quarantine has been wild because it was a shift from like events being my life and like that was all I wanted to do to leaning more back into my roots with just like straight up personal chef work, Um, which has also been, you know, a nice, it was nice that I had that to fall back on. And it's been exciting um, because uh, I've had some celebrity clients. <laughs> we'll just bleep his name out. <laughs> I know. I've actually had two during quarantine. You don't even know the other one. Wow. I know. So, yeah. So, it, you know, it was like it sucked and I was sad and we all had our moments of sadness and I continue to have moments <laughs> of deep sadness. But... Um, it was an ebb and flow and it's like everything has unfolded in the way that it was supposed to, you know, because me going back to my roots with just like the straight up personal chef work, which context wise would just mean stuff like, you know, someone is having, um, like a gathering or something and I'm catering it type of thing. Um, or, you know, like the client that I had that was a celebrity client staying in OI. I love I that wish... you have to say it with that accent. And like... like I'm moving my shoulders. You guys can't see that part, but that's part of it. Um, and it was like, I'm not allowed to say who it is because I signed an NDA, but I, you can tell I'm very excited about it. I know who it yeah, is. She knows. Um, and that was really <laughs> cool because it was like stuff like that, that like if my entire heart and soul was being thrown into doing events, I probably wouldn't have stumbled across that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, yeah, it's like an ego boost. And maybe that's like not the most like spiritual, like whatever enlightened thing to say. But like, it felt good to have little pockets. There's been pockets of joy is basically what I'm getting at, which I feel like has been everyone's goal during quarantine is mm-hmm. to just try and find the silver lining in it all and like really, really savor those sweet little moments of joy that you find. And that's been my friggin' goal this whole time it's just like where do I find the joy help (laughs) oh I love that so much like the pockets of joy that really resonates with me too because I think this year it's not only like the you know the big words coming forward for me it's like the pivoting Mm -hmm. it's also (laughs) avoiding the the constant (laughs) breakdowns um and you know this will be released and we'll still be in a global pandemic but we're <laughs> we're just we're just living L-I-V-I-N, in the words of Matthew McConaughey. Word. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, obviously, like you've been 
busy in a sense yeah which we're learning this year or sorry in 2020 2020 2020 2020 2020 2020 2020 2020 yeah, like that theme has just been coming up for me like nonstop all of quarantine, um, particularly after the murder of George Floyd. And when we had kind of we saw like on a country level, people becoming more aware of like anti-racism work and like social justice things at large. And that's something that I've always been passionate about mm-hmm. and cared about and try to, you know, seek out um in my life and the way that I live and my values. But it, for me, was um, a cue to dig deeper. And so really what became my focus during a lot of the summer was um, decolonization work um, because I am half Mexican and my dad is white and I'm like <laughs> like a product of colonization, basically. <laughs> um, and that's been something that I've been diving really deep into of like turning the mirror to myself of seeing like, okay, what are the ways in which like I, even though I am passionate about social justice and that's something that I weave into like everything I do, what are the ways that just like me as a person or me as a business owner have unintentionally woven um, like white supremacy or like, colonization like ideals into my business and Mm -hmm. that like grind 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 like hustle culture is part of it because it's like productivity at all costs um and the lack of rest and like coming back to center and I really had to like have a hard combo in the mirror of being like you know, since the pandemic hit, I was in that like frantic kind of pivot energy still, you know, and I feel like a lot of us felt that because it was like the social landscape, at least um, online, which is where most of us have been spending our time because what else can we do? Uh, You saw a lot of people pivoting really quickly. And then there became this pressure to like, okay, pivot, pivot, pivot. Have you launched your new online business yet? And like this kind of frenetic energy. And I had fallen trapped to it, you know, like, and it is what it is. But once I recognized that that was something that had kind of snuck its way into my business and just like my personal life, I really had to take a step back and evaluate the ways in which I was perpetuating that culture. And so one of the things that I started to do was just you know, setting more boundaries really truly with myself, but also then with other people in terms of like intentionally working less. And that was a hard pill to swallow because we live in a capitalist society and like it's not a good time for me to be like, hey, you know what? I already pretty much like lost my entire profession, but I'm going to like actually like take even less clients now. Like (laughs) it was like kind of a bold freaking move, but like it is what it is. Um, And so part of that was I realized towards um, the end of November and that was actually when I cooked for that redact name celebrity client was at the end of November. Um... And that was amazing. It was an amazing experience, but it was hard work. It was a hard um, job. It was like I was cooking for like, you know, seven plus people for three days straight. And like that was coming off the tail end of like other chef jobs. And, you know, uh, you know, it was like things were Mm -hmm. snowballing in a good way for my business. 
And I had, you know, people approaching me for stuff in December. And I just felt in my heart that I was like, A, this has been a fucking year. And B, like, I, on a personal level, can tell that I am burning out. Yeah. And I, I, no one is going to hold that space for me to rest and recover except myself. And so I had to set that firm boundary with myself of saying like, listen, dude, you're going to take, you're going (laughs) to take December off. You're not going to work. Like all of the opportunities that I felt in my mind, like, oh, I'm being such an idiot because I'm turning this down. It's like, they'll freaking, they'll be there in January. Yeah, they'll always be there. They'll always be there. And so it was really important to me almost on like a fundamental level of like, I need to keep that promise to myself and um, honor that, you know, and honor that that is part of my process right now. And like, to be honest, I feel like the entire world should be taking December off. But, uh, you know, yeah, I agree. (laughs) It is what it is. And so yeah, that it's been it's been interesting, though, because for me, it felt so potent and so important. And I was really looking forward to it. And you and I talked a little bit about it. But like, what the only thing that's been a little like, hmm, is other people's reactions. Yes. Because I've gotten some kind of sideways, not even kind of, sideways looks, like full-blown. And I think I told you when I told my dad, he literally laughed out loud and, like, thought that I was kidding. And I was like, no, I'm I'm serious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's interesting because, you know, as a culture, we aren't, we aren't, it, the rest isn't accepted. And so it's, I've gotten a little bit of pushback, but I'm like, you know what? It's my life feels great haha you're jealous no <laughs> hey i mean well okay so i really identify with what you're saying there because i recently uh let go of a client that mm-hmm. was my most consistent like i knew i would be paid bi-weekly like it would always be there um but it was just draining me like yeah. and it felt really weird getting to a place in this year of all years where I can say no to work that doesn't feel aligned with like the business that I'm creating and the work that I want to be doing and even just the way I work you know it's like so empowering it is it was like I felt like such a badass but also scared at the same time (laughs) like I was like doubting myself but it was pretty amazing totally and I think it's like back to I took some notes here back to what you were saying about just like the decolonization Mm -hmm. work which I just also want to acknowledge you for back to the January event with uh, Ventura Creative Collective because Mm -hmm. that was the first event I had been where I saw so much diversity, not only Mm -hmm. in like skin color, but Mm -hmm. body type Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and just like what the type of people who are there in Ventura County, like since I moved back from LA, I haven't really seen that. Mm-hmm. And it it just really felt inspiring. I was yeah. like, oh, wow, cool. Okay, Christina, yeah. what's what she's doing? <laughs> like she's like, you obviously attract like such a different, like cool variety of people yeah. who yeah. I think you also like hand select them. You're like, oh, okay, they'll be perfect here. I'm not gonna lie, I think about that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I try and like that makes me so happy to hear because literally my intention at all times is I try and just the energy that I'm putting out into the world is like I love everyone like I want like I accept everyone like if there is something that I do or say that is harmful believe me it is not with malintent and absolutely bring it to my attention and like Mm -hmm. call me out call me in whatever is appropriate um because really my goal at all times is to try and create as 
inclusive of spaces as possible. And I shy away from using the term safe space because that's impossible to guarantee, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, And so something that I try and embody in everything I do is just saying that I have an open, empathetic and accountable space. Um, which feels most aligned to me. And I feel like because I put that out, that energy out, it's like, yeah, you know, the people that vibe with that are like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And they're like, one of us, like, you know, and it attracts the right people, basically. Because if I'm putting that out there as like a beacon, it's like someone who's a straight up bigot is gonna be like, yo, this person is not my cup of tea. And I'll be like, okay, bye bye. (laughs) I love that. I know you're probably gonna hate me for saying this, but literally what came to mind is your vibe attracts your tribe. Oh my God. And I know tribe is problematic, but it's just, you know yes the phrase yes (laughs) no totally it is yeah so I did want to talk about like um you use some words like frantic you know Mm -hmm. what the kind of frantic energy Mm -hmm. of trying Mm -hmm. to figure out to how to pivot Mm -hmm. and just like that leading to this what we're experiencing in December we're going into this grand conjunction with um on the 21st which is actually two days from now when we're recording (laughs) so it'll be interesting to see how that goes down um I'm also in my Saturn return so we're just (laughs) you're in it girl Yes. (laughs) yes but Okay, so how do you personally create boundaries in all aspects of your life or even with yourself mm-hmm. to like when you identify that burnout and when mm-hmm. you're starting to get there, mm-hmm. how do you like kind of see those signs and yeah. you're like, oh shit, okay, yeah. I need to take a step back. Yeah, I mean, it's a process. <laughs> I feel like if anyone ever masters it, like kudos to you. <laughs> um, because most of the time it's that I'm catching it when I'm already dead, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, past, I'm like barely yeah. still alive. And I'm like, hey, maybe I'm like really burnt out right now. Maybe I should like take some time off. <laughs> And so something that I've been doing, like an intention that I've been setting or like putting out into the universe that I've been doing when I've had like, you know, a full moon ritual or something like that is specifically saying like, help me catch it before it gets too bad. And like acknowledging that like, I think for me, acknowledging that I have the proclivity to go through that cycle. And Mm -hmm. I think everyone does because that's how societally we we are indoctrinated in grind culture so of course we all are striving to do that all the time and I think for me what and especially quarantine has afforded the opportunity for me to do is you know being alone a lot you're just more in touch with your body and your physical body and your emotional body and your Mm -hmm. spiritual body and like all of these different like facets of yourself I feel like it was impossible to ignore my cues you know what I mean? Because like if if you're go, go, go and you're out in the world, like go, go, go all the time, it's pretty easy to like just continue to ignore your own cues. But it felt like nearly impossible. Like it's like slap in the face cues, which I you know I also recognize is compounded because everything is just more stressful because we're in the middle of a global pandemic. But yes. and that's like amplifying everything. But, you know, the silver lining of everything being amplified was that then my body signals or my mind signal or like the things that to me were these kind of like red flags of like, I'm shutting down, like I'm so burnt out. It was impossible to ignore those. Whereas in the past, I could have probably pushed through it, you know? Yeah. Because I wasn't sitting with myself long enough to like, (laughs) to hear the signals or what have you. And 
now that I have become so aware of them, it's one of those things. It's like once you see, you can't unsee. Yes. Right. And so now it's like if I am pushing myself past the limit, I know that I'm doing it, you know. Yeah. And that's why I keep saying that a lot of times the boundary is oftentimes more with myself than it is oh, with other yeah. people because it's me saying yes to stuff when I know in my heart that I should be saying no. And, like, that's the journey is, like, me as an extrovert and, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's the journey is me learning to honor and love and respect myself enough to say, like, hey, be real with yourself. Do you really, can you commit to whatever this thing is right now? Or do you need to say no and understand that the person on the other end of that message will be understanding? And if they're not understanding, they're probably not the type of person that I need to align with. Like, Yes. Snaps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, it's nowhere near perfect, but I'm trying. <laughs> I love that. It's like that, you know, in my last episode, I talked about radical self-love mm-hmm. and what that means. And I feel like everything you said just fits so well yes. into that category of having really just calling yourself out on your own bullshit totally. and being able to have those hard conversations with yourself where you're like, hey, yeah. this doesn't <laughs> feel right. You're like, so remember when you said you didn't want to crash and burn and go through that? It seems like that's what's happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I guess that kind of goes hand in hand to something I brought up to you before we even scheduled this yeah. recording. But I really want to talk about, you know, we're moving into into January and this new year mm-hmm. and there's I kind of want to do I know. <laughs> talk about diet culture I know. I knew it, was, it was like literally da, da, da. exactly that was the audio that I like out of my mind when you were like it's January yeah uh, and I was like dun, dun, dun. <laughs> because I I feel like it's just such a weird time to be like so out of control in so many areas and then we still have this multi-billion dollar industry shoving shit down our throat and saying like oh hey I know you're experiencing (laughs) trauma in real time but also (laughs) you should get fit yeah Yeah. (laughs) like um so maybe like get skittier while you're at it like (laughs) Yeah, no, it's wild. And I've been bracing myself for it because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's going to be extra out of control because of how many people are already like vocalizing things like quarantine 15 and like da 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 and the like fat shaming that has been just pervasive during this entire like pandemic. Mm -hmm. I've known for months that I'm like dreading like January coming and like the you know the narrative of like new year new you and like lose the quarantine weight like I'm just like waiting for that and I'm sure it has rolled out but it's like another part of speaking of boundaries is like I curate my social media like a mother effort and (laughs) also I'm just like not even on Instagram this month and so yeah like yeah I I'm not looking forward to it it breaks my heart it makes me so sad because like literally like the reason that I love food so much is because it is pure joy like Mm. it, it if you let it be like food can be such a beautiful, magical, joyful thing. And it should be because it's like literally human, right? Like you're alive. Like you have to eat food. Like why not have it be a joyful experience? And the real thing that kills me besides the like rampant fat phobia, which is rooted in racism. Yep. <laughs> besides that, um, is that you're, is that people are getting stripped of that joy. And that breaks my heart to see. Like it breaks my heart to see when someone is like eating 
a sad, like, you know, gross, like, bland meal. And they're like, well, it's only, like, 200 calories or, you know, whatever it is. It's like, that's the part that really, like, hurts my soul. Because yeah. I'm like, you, that's the opposite of self-love. Exactly. That is you punishing yourself. And you're punishing your body as if you or your body have done anything wrong. And, like, you're perfect. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> like. Yeah, so my, I guess... I'm wondering how, like, because you have obviously such a great relationship to food and what you're creating and that cooking for you Mm -hmm. is a a massive act of self-care. Totally. And, I mean, I, for myself, I think this time has really triggered things that I thought I'd healed. Yeah. Like, my relationship with food, Mm -hmm. just how I, my gut just doesn't work. And it's, it's, (laughs) it's great. And it gets triggered when I, I mean, it, it tells me what's up, you know, like when I'm not taking good care of myself, when I'm not cooking for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually listened to a podcast earlier today and they were talking about how, because we're in this, you know, time of like takeout and we want to support local business Mm -hmm. and blah, 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 which is great. You know, I love that. And more power to everyone who doesn't want to cook every meal all the time. But they're talking about how we're actually absorbing energies from people who are making the food right now. And it's just, they're struggling, you know? And then you're, yeah. And then you're also like, ingesting Mm -hmm. it and not feeling Mm -hmm. great and oh man Mm -hmm. it's such a weird cycle no i i love that idea it's funny because i was i was thinking that Mm -hmm. i had that exact thought in november when i was burnt out because the the real reason which this is like wild but the real thing that i was like okay i actually truly need to take a break is because i am like as woo woo as they come clearly i think we've established that (laughs) and I was thinking about that and I was, and I had to be very real about like, I'm not going to be making this food with love Mm. and I don't want to serve that to my clients. And I had to draw the line there. And then when I had that realization and the realization of just the immense privilege that I have to be able to take December off. And I thought about all of the essential workers and the restaurant workers and the people that are like, they fucking need to take December off, but they can't, you know what I mean? And like, And I thought about that and I thought about like the food that's being made and exactly that of like the, not so much the intention because they may have the greatest intentions, but yeah, the energy, it's like they're exhausted, they're burnt out and yet they're still like, you know, having to grind and make this food and do something that to them probably feels like all of the joy has been sucked out of it. Right. Yeah. And that, that was like a bummer. That was a bummer to think about. Mm. Um, so it's new. It's nuanced for sure because it is like you know you're supporting small businesses and that is wonderful and needed. Um, but you're absolutely right. It's like, yeah. I mean, I think that's something to be mindful of for sure. Is like what you're putting into your body. Like, what was the energy behind it? You know, totally. Well, and I like for me, I like when I feel like I'm getting back into these unhealthy patterns that. I- are so far in my past now um Mm -hmm. but it also is connected to like my anxiety and feeling out of control and then i'm like oh but i can just get this calorie and i'm like what no we don't do that anymore we don't do that (laughs) me yelling at myself in my head i I know it's Um, great (laughs) yeah but uh friends this week they were like Allie you cannot live off of progresso soup 
Also, it doesn't matter how much tapatio you yeah. put in it. It will not have flavor. <laughs> That's amazing. That's like the best intervention I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. No. And they're like, you know, why aren't you cooking like your potato bowls and all the stuff that like you did over the summer? And I'm like, I am just burnt out on every level. I don't have the creativity like right now. I will say, I think there's something to be said. Like I have a bone to pick with the idea of like what is healthy versus Mm. unhealthy food. Um, And I was talking to my friend Becca um, about it this morning and she speaks to that a lot. Um, and it is, it's wild to me because whatever you need to survive any given moment, even if it means that the food that you are eating is coping mechanism and you are eating your feelings, like that is healthy because you're surviving in that moment. And like, if that's what you need to get through whatever like the trauma is or whatever is happening that you feel like, hey, to honor my mental well-being today, I am going to have progresso soup, then that's more healthy than, like, any home-cooked meal. Do you know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. if to cook the home-cooked meal, you stress yourself out to the point of, like, you're like, I am stressed making this, then it negates the physical nourishment. Do you know what I mean? Totally. So, like, I, I really think that any you can't mess it up it's like mm-hmm. as long as you are listening to yourself on like all levels so like your physical body yes but also your emotional and like your spiritual body like all of those things um whatever you end up picking is like the perfect thing for you in that moment and really the thing that i feel needs to be dropped is the shame any shame around food any and all shame around food because even if it's like yeah you sat there and like binge dominoes for a weekend or something like that if you were going through a really hard time and that Domino's is what like kept you afloat, who the hell is anyone to say that that's unhealthy? Like, exactly. Who? Like, no. Like, the only thing that's unhealthy is you having shame and guilt around that. That's unhealthy. Like, you know? That's powerful. Yeah, I really loved what you said, too. I have another friend, um, Kara, I'll have to connect you with, who I was on her podcast at one point, but... Wait, should she live in L.A.? Yes. Wait, I know her. Wait. Kara's Kitchen? Yes. Wait, I know her. (laughs) Shout out, Kara. Yeah, hi. It's me, Christine. But she talks a lot about how there's no such thing as good or bad foods. Totally. And I love that because Mm -hmm. for me, as someone who grew up in a house that was very focused on diet culture, Mm -hmm. and I'm very close with my mom and... um. We've worked through a lot and like I'm not, you know, not yeah. blaming her or anything. Like this was the 90s, she was like the whatever, you know, but um so much of the way I learned about food was really just, oh well, I can't mm-hmm. like eat that without saying, oh, I'm just going to have a bite. Yep. Oh, I'm just going to mm-hmm. have like a taste. Mm-hmm. No, just eat the cake. And yeah. also, like, if you made it for yourself, that's incredible self-care. Like, totally. just live in that yeah. moment, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think that is, that experience is so common. Like, mo- like pretty much any of us that grew up, like, in this current time yeah. have, like, you know, diet culture just, like, crammed down our throat, like, our entire lives. And yeah the the interesting part to me is at what point does food become the enemy Mm. and that's where I'm like I don't ever want it to be that way you know what I mean and so like I feel like the entire like body of my work is like centered around like 
food being the opposite of that. You know what I mean? Like everything I do with food is always like, how is your experience right now with this food so freaking like beautiful, amazing, joyful, delicious, like all of the things that like any iota of like a negative thought that you would be having about it is swept away in that moment. And you just like, are like, oh, this is awesome. And I want people to feel that way all the time about all food. Like, <laughs> oh, that makes me want to go to one of your events like so badly. <laughs> so badly. <laughs> well, fingers crossed it can I happen. Know, when, it, when it's safe again, they're on pause for now again. But when it's safe, back at it. <laughs> yeah. So I have a couple like just like we'll say rapid fire questions. Ooh, I like this game. But I'm thinking about, you know, there's probably people listening who either don't know how to cook or have never really cooked for themselves. How do you recommend like they get started or do you have resources or recommendations? I mean, I feel like and spoiler alert, I'm writing a book on this. (gasps) That was like the first public (laughs) announcement. Yay! Thank you for choosing (laughs) Alan knows best. Yes, of course. Cool. Um, So I really think that it starts with just being in tune with yourself. And so like what I talked about of like my process of like um, being in tune with my body signals related to burnout, I feel like it's a, it's it's all related, right? Mm-hmm. And like I feel like the biggest thing for me was being in touch with my physical body, um, but also like my mental and spiritual because I realized that I had a lot of preconceived notions about cooking Mm. like you know you have you don't have formal training or like you're not a good cook or like are these narratives that people kind of like throw around that just I like I've just had this reoccurring thought around which is like who told you that who made the rules like who what like who said that that's how you have to cut a cucumber or like that's how (laughs) you have to like make a potato like you know what I mean? And so I feel like one of the most freeing things you can do is to throw out a cookbook and mm. to throw out the idea that, like, you have to sit there and, like, learn the exact knife skill or, like, I'm not cutting this onion right or, like, you know, I, I don't know how to cook that. I'll burn it. Like It's, like, literally throwing away any preconceived notions that you have of cooking mm-hmm. or that you have of yourself cooking and really letting it be this playful um experience and exploration really let it, like taking it back to like an, an exercise that I like to do is it starts with gathering your ingredients right well it starts with coming up with well <laughs> it starts with a lot of places but gathering your ingredients and the thing that I like to do is um saying go to the grocery store and let your inner five-year-old go shopping <gasps> Ooh, fun and yeah right and it's fun and that's what I'm talking about that playfulness it's like how do you weave in it's like taking it less seriously basically And so being able to go to the store and just be playful and knowing that, like, because you're not following a recipe, there is no right or wrong. You pick Mm. whatever you want. Like, you pick whatever calls to you, even if you don't even know what it is. Get home and Google it. Like, and then in terms of actually cooking, again, throwing out the rules around it, throwing out, like, this idea of, like, well, this is how you have to cook this or da-da-da. Like, literally just giving yourself permission to just completely play like you're a child and you're like this is my first day discovering that food's a thing and that cooking is a thing what am I gonna do and it being so free 
and without judgment. And even if you mess it up and you burn everything and it tastes horrible, like if it was fun, like cool, do it again and like keep doing it until you figure out what suits you. Because that's the thing too, is that like how I cook is what suits me and like hopefully suits my clients, but, (laughs) but like it's very individual. And so that's the part about like being in tune with your body, being in tune with yourself is like the entire process for me of like, how do I cook or da 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 is like trusting yourself. It's, Mm. it's literally trusting yourself. It's trusting your intuition, trusting your body to know that like, you know exactly what food and what flavors and what textures and all the things that will make your little taste buds so happy. And it's you believing that and then trusting yourself to know that like you can totally make it because you know exactly what you want because it's what you want. And like, you know, I feel like I'm not making sense, but (laughs) no, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I, I think it goes back to like, okay, why am I not, you know, valuing myself, my subconscious self-worth and like, Mm -hmm. is it tied to this? Like maybe the Progresso soup is not serving my highest self. (laughs) (laughs) But in a moment it was, you know, in the moment that it's not anymore, then you're aware of that, right? Like you knew. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe your friends gave you an intervention, but, like, you could have been, like, (laughs) listen, like, I'm totally happy with the Progresso Soup, and, like, it's serving me great. But then the second that it no longer was, you would know. Oh, yeah. Like, your body would be giving you signals, or, like, from, like, uh, you know, emotional standpoint, you would be like, this isn't doing it for me anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, you, if you actually tune in and listen, you'll know. And, like, you wouldn't sit there and eat progressive soup for the rest of your life because you would <laughs> eventually get tired of it. You, would, If you were really listening, you would be like, hey, today this isn't, like, this isn't blowing my socks off. Like, this isn't what's bringing me joy today. I want something else. And you would switch it up. Like, exactly. and that's the thing is, like, trusting ourselves and trusting our bodies to know that we will seek out exactly what we need when we need it. Ooh, that was a good tidbit. I know, mic drop. No, hey. I'm just kidding. I'm not holding it. <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of want to close this out here with this. Just came up for me. I mean, this podcast is called Allie Knows Best. You do. Ob- <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you, but actually, I don't. Like, I'm learning along the way. You know, just Aren't like we all? we all are. So, I think what is something that you could tell like maybe your younger self this might be mm-hmm. too deep right now but I like it. I like it. <laughs> or someone a version of yourself that was struggling like mm-hmm. with their relationship to food or your mm-hmm. body or you know being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. any of those things mm-hmm. that kind of encompass who you are mm-hmm. and what would you tell them yeah i literally was like you're perfect you can't mess this up like that's it because I feel like my whole life and I feel like this experience is common for most people it's like we are always measuring ourselves up to something we're always striving to be something else right like we're always in motion I feel like it's very rare that we actually just like take a beat and sit still and are just like Oh, like you're actually perfect right now in this moment. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to change anything right Mm. now in this moment. You are perfect. And everything that you do is divinely timed and you can't mess it up. Ooh. Yeah. Dang. (laughs) Deep. Tell that to 17-year-old me. She'd be like, um, excuse me, shut your mouth. (laughs) 
She'd be like, what does that mean? Yeah, she's like, okay, hippie. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, you're not wrong. <laughs> so where can people find you, Christine? Um, well, I'm on Instagram hiatus, but normally I'm on there. Um, my handle is Christine Rose Creates. Um, my email list is for sure the best way if you want to stay in contact with me um, in terms of events or any of my virtual offerings. Um, my email list, you can sign up for that on my website or the link in my Instagram bio. Um, my website is christinerosecreates.com. Everything everywhere is Christine Rose Creates. So just, just Google that and see what comes up. No. That's awesome. Um, Love the continuity. Yeah. Good branding, right? No. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I would say the best way for sure to stay in contact with me is to get on my email list. That's where I announce like, um, gatherings and yeah, like I said, virtual stuff. So, you know, um, I'm offering virtual sessions around conversations around unpacking diet culture, Ooh. which like, you know, in January and on is always a good thing to have, you know, conversations like this never get old. I never stop learning. We never all stop learning. Like it's a good thing. So awesome. Yeah. And then that's how people can reach you if they want to book you. I know you're on yeah. a hiatus, yeah. but for private clients yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So all all of the things are all on my website, all my contact info. My um my email address is hello at Christine Rose Creates. <laughs> shoot shoot me a message. Say hey. <laughs> Does anyone do that anymore? I'm trying to bring it back. <laughs> Does anyone email? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, this has been so wonderful. Yeah, Thank you so this is much. A joy. I'm honored that I was the first guest. Yeah. I feel like I should be wearing like a special hat or like a t shirt <laughs> or something. A little badge, first yeah, guest. Yeah. I'm going to be famous now, guys. Yes. Well, thank you. And thanks everyone for listening. Yes, thank you. This was lovely.